How are you guys doing today? My name is Vincent. And I'm Francis. And I'm glad you could join us today for some late night chill vibes, the podcast where philosophy, life, and existing as human beings can become a casual discussion. Before we get into this week's episode, we have a few announcements. We are small content creators with big time dreams. We love doing this podcast, we love sharing our thoughts, and most of all, we love you guys. Right now, we're not making any money off of this podcast, and we're okay with that because this is our passion. This is what we want to do. With your help and support, we can see this dream come to fruition. Leaving written reviews on our page, following our social media accounts, and sharing this podcast with friends and family would really help us continue making content and vibing to the highest quality. What we want, what we truly want, is for all of you guys, our listeners, the community, to enjoy our jumbled thoughts and comfortably vibe with puzzling conversations. One last thing, if you ever want to just talk to us or even be on the podcast, please contact us through our social media accounts. We love connecting with you guys and hearing what you have to say. Now, let's get into the episode. Today on Late Night Chill Vibes, we are going off the cuff. We don't know uh, what we're going to talk about today, to be honest. What we do know is that there is a box. And in this box, you can choose to or not to define happiness. And we're going to talk about if defining it is bad or good. Like if you define happiness, I don't know, will you be better off or not? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's start vibing, shall we? Let's do it. Right, so as Francis said, we don't really have a clue what we're talking about today. Um, if you listen to our brainstorming session, we tried something new and we totally forgot about doing notes and all that. So to be honest, I don't know how you feel about this, Francis, but we'll see how this episode goes. Maybe you <laughs> might like it. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll enjoy it. Who knows? What are you hoping for? Are you hoping for <laughs> we actually enjoy doing this or are you like kind of scared that we'll, we'll like it so much that we like ditch our whole... <laughs> I'm I'm page. hoping for, um, to be honest with you, one of my like favorite episodes, or my, one of my favorite episodes creating, were like the first few episodes because we didn't really have an idea what we were doing. We just wanted to say something, and although we had like meticulous notes, more often than not, it like it grew into something that we didn't really expect, and the conversations we had during those times was really interesting because we didn't really know what we were talking about. Um, and as the, the season went on, we kind of had the idea of what the podcast was going to feel like. And in a way, we kind of put ourselves in a box. So in this sense, ironically, Whoa. we're thinking, you know, we're not putting ourselves in that box anymore. Damn. So, well yes. said. Thank you. All right. So let's, let's yeah. do it. Let's try it out. <laughs> um, so Francis, in the beginning, what this initial conversation was all about was the word happiness and if you think or i'm not you specifically but if anyone out there um do you think that creating a definition for something like happiness and we'll use happiness as the main example here creating a definition for the word happiness is it good to do that for example let's say someone feels happy and then someone comes along and says yeah but your happiness isn't really happiness because it doesn't fit under this definition do you think creating that definition for that word is good dude that's a really hard question 
That is honestly like, that's something that, okay, okay. I'll say what my instinct tells me. My instinct tells me no, right? I think, I think that defining something so, um, so individual, something that you can only define yourself is, is tough because like, like you don't even know what that is because we're always trying to figure it out. And like we said, I think in another, another episode, as you go on in life, you kind of change what that definition is because, you know, you change, your situation changes. And I think, yeah, just to me, I don't think defining what happiness is at any point is like, I don't know. I wouldn't say smart. I'd say like, like conducive to a good life, uh, because you're just gonna be trying to live up to something that might not be as as helpful to you in that moment yeah but i would also say because because you know that's what that's what that's what i i i feel i also i'll also say that there is some value to trying to figure out what happiness is because that is the only way in my opinion you're ever going to actually do something about it because you need something concrete to kind of follow you can't just be always trying to like move through the world expecting expecting happiness to reveal itself to you because it's an active pursuit in my opinion um to yeah and so what it sounds like is there are pros and cons to you know giving that that's where a definition and i agree like to give it some definition allows you to Okay, well, I don't know. There's a problem. I, I Okay, there are pros and cons. I agree. But I think the biggest, the cons in this sense, I think it outweighs the pros. And the biggest con for me is that when you put a definition on, on the word happiness and what happiness is, there is that idea that you can achieve it and that you have to chase for it. Now, obviously, everyone can achieve happiness. But the act of chasing after it, I think that sets up failure. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's true. I think uh, better, it's it's not smart to chase happiness. It's smart to chase the chase for happiness, like trying to attain it easier or better or uh, or more fulfillingly. So it's not the thing at the end. It's like, making sure that each step along the way you're feeling good about where you are and where you're going. So it's like the derivative or the marginal man, I guess. <laughs> you remember the, Do you remember that term that we made up? So oh yeah. Ago? I'd never forget the marginal man, the marginal man. Yeah. So it's like, it's about, uh, not where you're going. It's about your trajectory. Like if, if you were a graph and you want to be, you always want to be on the upslope it's not about your position on the graph. It's the slope that you have, like how steep the slope is that you're traveling on. And I think maybe um, trying to make that slope more and more, you know, steep as, as you as you go and as you live is more conducive to a happy life than focusing on where you are on that height level. No, I agree. And I, I, what I like about the marginal man is that 
he likes he focuses on okay for those who don't really understand when we say he like the marginal man it's not an actual person it's just uh, like someone we can just um reference to the marginal man (laughs) what he can do or what he does is he focuses on the margin like just the next step and from doing that it does help this the slope become steeper um and if you like try to focus i don't know if this is kind of what you're saying or not at all what you're saying but i've i've always pictured this idea of marginal man as someone who just focuses on the next step and by that the byproduct of that is that it becomes steeper um now is that would you say that is that is um creating a definition for happiness does that oh, help in wow. creating it steeper or does that not really do any positive um positives when you set up yeah yeah that's a good point when you when you look at it like that you are kind of defining what happiness is but i don't know i think it's like a fair it's a fair uh it's a fair kind of metric of of how happy somebody is like how how much they're improving uh at at any given time at at any instant seeing how much somebody is improving which is like you know the the slope or the derivative is i think a good indicator of how happy somebody is because i think humans um look at not where they are actually i don't think humans look at where they are because you could be at the top of your game and still be unhappy i think actually humans are deeply deeply rooted to the idea of the margin and the derivative because once you kind of feel like you're on a downward slope even though you're on top you're gonna feel bad you're gonna feel like that's kind of that's very true right so then i think like i think if you focus on kind of the margin and 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 i should kind of clarify like what i mean uh which is what like when we came up with this whole idea of the marginal man yeah, and I agree. Like, you know, it's not it's not just a man. Like, it could be a, it could be a woman. It could be a per like a marginal person. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> uh, so like I I came up with that just kind of with the idea that it is important for you to focus on the next step. But I realized like now reading the Atomic Habits uh, book that you know just focusing on the next next step really isn't uh, enough to make sure that you keep growing because focusing on the next step might mean that you pour all your energy into something that you think or maybe you know and is like proven to improve you right but what if you can't continue doing that so it's like creating a system or creating like a like that this is the kind of terminology the book uses but a system to make sure that you keep doing stuff that improves your benefits you so that you get better at it and you improve your skills to the point where each and every day you're just like improving so the more important point of being the marginal person (laughs) or focusing on the next step to like a really high degree is to not just do that but do that consistently yeah so it's like a mindset it's not like uh it's not like a one and done yeah, no, exactly. It's a mindset. Thing. Yeah. I was going to yeah, say, yeah. like, 
when you initially said you just you um it's it being not enough i was like yeah no it's definitely not enough but and then you went into the mindset of it you know that's very true another another question that i had when we first talked about this in the brainstorming is there a difference then between pleasure and happiness oh and i don't i remember i do remember this yeah you i remember you saying that there isn't a difference or something like that and oh. then I kind of explained it, or I don't remember exactly, but I thought I think I remember you saying that there isn't. But I'm just curious, what is what is your take on this now? Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, so I I feel like, oh yeah, this is a really interesting conversation that we did have actually. Yeah, I'll I'll try and remember what I said, but I think it went along the lines of, and I think I still like kind of agree, but uh, I think pleasure is required for happiness to prevail because without pleasure you won't really have the proof yeah i think we use the word like i use the word proof that right, right whatever yeah. you're doing is like it pointed in the right direction and so i think without pleasure happiness might not be possible but they Maybe are two separate things you can mm. have you can have pleasure and then not oh. have happiness right okay 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 because like if you think about it you know you can have um pleasure when you drink alcohol right that's pleasurable but in the long run or even the next day are you happy i mean maybe possibly but 10 years on the line if you feed into your pleasure all the all, all every single day or whatever then at the end of the, then you wouldn't be happy right so you can have pleasure without happiness and so i don't know how much i agree with there being proof of uh, proof for happiness there by being um pleasure i think that you can cr you can have happiness without a certain level of pleasure i think there can be you know um pleasure there but i don't think pleasure itself can just be proof i don't know i think you could have uh pleasure without happiness is kind of what i'm trying to say yeah i don't think when you have like an addiction like that, I don't think that is pleasurable to be honest. I think it just becomes a, ne it's like a really bad negative habit. Right. Like something that you just used to because of your environment always reminding you that that's there. So you just go to it because not, not because you want it, not because of the pleasure it's going to give you, but just because that's how your mind works at that point. So like that's not true pleasure and i think true pleasure maybe is what this new happiness this, is. This might be a new idea yeah that i'm kind of introducing here like i okay. think true pleasure where it's not rooted in some negative habit but it's actually like byproduct of you doing something good for yourself or beneficial to yourself i think that is happiness <laughs> okay but like I, I mean, you could also have pleasure when someone else fall, trips and falls, right? I mean that, and I don't know. I mm, okay. I kind of I liked I like what you said. I I don't know if you agree with this, but I'm trying to switch it up here. Um, what do you say to this? How about true happiness is when there is no more pleasure needed to create that happiness. Ooh. Now, now, um, Whoa. we're, we're kind of 
see the problem that I'm having with creating this idea of true happiness is that we are giving it a definition. And yeah. again, and you and are again, very against that. I think I don't <laughs> think that you need a definition to feel happiness. Um, but the difference is that there's true happiness and happiness. Is there really a difference between the two? I think it's along the lines of love and in love. Oh, oh, yes. Oh my I God, think, yes. Like, I think it just has its, uh, it has its, uh, connections there it has its nice comparisons because you can be happy for a second right but it might be founded on some erroneous belief of some sort that's kind of like a lie and uh it'll be over soon and that's not happiness i i think but true happiness i think is when you have all of your things accounted for and you can really say that you know right now for for the moment i'm very happy but i don't know like at some in some sense you are kind of ignorant to a lot of things that could bite you in the ass like even if you think that you're truly happy at any given moment no so, exactly yeah like i don't know that's a tough one when can you say that you're truly happy is there like really like right before your deathbed or something like just letting go of all of your ill ill feelings towards the world and just saying okay you know what right now i'm just gonna decide it i'm just gonna decide i'm truly happy yeah. you're dead and then it's like that's it <laughs> well yeah that's the thing and i think like happiness is different for everyone it's not that my happiness is going to be totally different from your happiness and your happiness is going to be totally different from another person's and no one's happiness is going to be the same but you can experience the same level of happiness but what brings you that sort of happiness can be totally different things. Um, that's what I believe at least. And I think that's where the confusion and that's where the problem of creating this definition for happiness is for you. It might be like, you know, getting a lot of money for me. It might be having 12 children. So, mm -hmm. so we can experience the same level of happiness when you become super rich and I have 13 children, we can experience the same level of happiness just on different sports, I guess you could say. Mm. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that introduces like... Yeah, I agree with that. Like, um, The game you're playing, I don't think, has anything to do with uh, the definition. That's probably why I think that it's okay to define happiness. Because I feel like the game you're playing is like... You know, it's just something totally outside of... Outside of what should be considered when it comes to happiness because it's so like it's so not up to you right if you're playing monopoly you're rolling dice so i wouldn't say that happiness i'm not going to associate my happiness with a dice roll because that's yeah. the game right like i think i think what it comes down to for me is like happiness as a set of principles or like a set of values maybe or you know something along those lines that guide you down the right behaviors so that you right. can be as lucky as possible i don't know so i don't know would it would it be accurate to say then happiness the only true definition we can give happiness then um is happiness is when someone oh i don't know when when someone can fully be no i don't want to say satisfied because i don't know if that's right but 
Because the one thing that I know is that happiness is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so how can we spin that into a definition that doesn't create boundaries for someone who feels happy, but that boundary just says that you're not happy? Is that possible? I think <laughs> it is possible, but there has okay. to be... It has to be so open and interpretive that our definition of it doesn't have a concrete concrete um answer to it. It has to be so interpretive. So like it's got to be happiness is when oh you are happy shit. or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's got to be so general. Well, yeah. I'll say I'll say that, you know, there are terms that I could throw at this because uh from the book uh deep work Okay. By Cal Newport that I'm reading. Right. It's actually defined right there. And in the in the chapter that I was just on, they actually mentioned the word eudaimonia. Mm, which is kind of kind of cool. Like I was I was like I was reading it and I was like, "Oh shit. It's here." Yeah. It actually pops up other places. Top <laughs> 3 crazy. favorite word. Yeah. So then so then what they say is like a way to achieve it. A, a way to achieve something like happiness where you're truly fulfilled i think that's something that we can associate with that happy happy feeling is craftsmanship the craftsman doesn't take the joy that he feels from anywhere but through the materials that he provides or he or she provides value so taking something and elevating it to a state which gives more than it used to have is the craftsman's joy and their source of happiness or eudaimonia. So is it like the same as saying that happiness can occur when you are when a, a piece of you or like a spirit of you is out there. Yeah, because that's, that's the thing. It's like it has nothing to do with you when you're a craft person, crafts person. <laughs> I'm getting hung up over this gender thing. I think, it, I think it's safe Just to say, say that it's, it's, it's a important. generalization. Yeah. No, it is, but like it's uh, generally it's, I don't know. It's like saying I guy, like what's up guys? I mean. Yeah, that's true. Okay, anyways. It doesn't have anything to do with the person. That's the whole that's the whole crazy part about it. It's like the person who is making the thing finds value from elevating something into something better. And that's it. That's the whole joy that they feel. I think what the book is saying is it's saying that that's the only way you can achieve this, but I'm not sure if that's true. Um it's kind of like saying if you can elevate the world in a small way that's a that's happiness yeah happiness in some way yeah yeah okay yeah yeah that's kind of what i meant like if you can put a piece of you out there um you know just like talking to someone you know helping them get through the day or just laughing with someone whatever it is that's a piece of you in someone else's life that's a piece of you out there and I, there is a there is happiness that comes with that, but is that? I don't know. Yeah. I, all I know, yeah. So like, I do agree that that definition itself actually does create it so interpretive that it's pretty. There's no real boundaries to it. It's just like a big 
it's like a big welcoming hug to happiness. There's no like <laughs> you gotta be this height to take this ride. I mean, but, yeah, yeah. I will say something about you talking about talking to people though. This is what I've been this is what I've been thinking a lot lately. Is uh, what is the value of it? Because uh, I talk to like my coworkers a lot, and. Uh, I'm just worried that I'll have nothing to show for all of my conversations with them once they see my work. That's like, that's my biggest fear. Wait, what? It's not what? that I'm like, that's not, it's not like I'm incompetent, I, I hope, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm just hoping that I'm not like spouting some really high expectations and then not following through. Uh, yeah, I worry about that all the time and I'm thinking like, you know, what if I don't have to worry about that? What if it's like innate that as part of me as a person to really you know trust myself to elevate whatever it is whatever is given to me like the problem and just create some value out of it then i'll never have to think about that fear and just talk freely to somebody because i feel like there's always that thing in the back of your head especially in like the professional world where people are better than you and you have like superiors that um there's incompetence and so with every interaction it's always gonna have that there's always gonna be that cloud around you that says like you kind of have to suck up to this person or you have to um i don't know like like make sure that you're managing expectations in some sense in the context of of you know happiness and like trying to find trying to find some sort of eudaimonia that has no place because all you're trying to do there is talk for yourself when you really should be more focused on or have in the back of your mind the fact that you're elevating the world yeah no that's true so there's got to be a certain level of trust when it comes to you just, you know, just talking. And I, f I think that when there is worry of that certain thing, I think that's totally fine. I don't see a real problem with that. And that's the thing about eudaimonia is that eudaimonia doesn't mean that you are at its, at, uh, how do I say this? The best of the best or like you are the best. It means that you're at the pinnacle of what it means to be human and that, Every single day, it's not like uh, an absolute thing. It's dynamic. So every day you keep learning more and more about the world, about yourself. And eudaimonia helps because since you are at the pinnacle, you can learn these things better, learn these things more, and apply them so much faster. Um, and the way to get there is you know, to work on your character, to work on who you are as a person. And the more you understand who you are as a character... And what you what your capabilities are, just just to say that if you know you, then doing things in this world becomes so much easier because you know what you can do, and you know what you're capable of. And so what I'm trying to say is that you know when you worry about those certain things, um, you worry about what you have to say to someone. That's all part of learning about the world and learning about yourself. So it doesn't mean you're further away from eudaimonia. And honestly, it, it means you're getting closer to it. Um, and I think, well, for me at least, I think the, the number one thing that we should all strive for is eudaimonia because of that freeing feeling of happiness and fulfillment 
and satisfaction. But eudaimonia is a really big topic. It's a really big topic. Yeah. And there's a lot to go into that. I guess when you don't really know who you are, <laughs> it's better to latch on to something that you can control, which is in some small way just elevating a material. And I'll go to like the example of, you know, like metal and turning it into something that actually like a tool, turning metal into a tool. You can get a small joy out of that. I think everybody will feel a small joy out of that, no matter who they are. And I think if you don't know who you are, like to the deep level, to a deep level, doing, yeah, <laughs> doing, doing that may, might help you to realize that there is potential even though there's no systems in place yet. You know what I mean? So if I were to start over, lose my degree and like all my education, I think I can find comfort in knowing that me as a human being can turn metal into a tool. Yeah. And then work from there, right? So in that sense, like what I'm trying to say is that I sort of disagree with the fact that you have to know yourself fully. Like maybe you don't have to. Maybe there's like that idea that if you're an individual, your potential is enough to help you realize that there's more to you or there's more that you can do to find happiness in the end. Yeah, okay, maybe I I might have missed um misworded it then. It's what eudaimonia is it's uh the pinnacle how do, how do they say this? Like the definition of it is like the pinnacle of the human like to be I do agree with human. that though. Yeah, no, and I do agree with that because oh, sorry, okay. Yeah. Well, no, it's I just it's like it's not okay. I think I what I said was you have to know you have to know you and it's not it doesn't mean that that's finished. It's the end. It's the mm. you know you at this point. So like you said, mm. if you just dropped out of university, you just quit on your degree, but you know that you can, you know, put metal together. You know that mm. you can talk mm. an hour about philosophical things. You know that you oh, can shit. stop an old person from dying or I mean getting oh, robbed shit. or whatever. You know you can do those things. And if you know you can do that, you're at a certain level of eudaimonia. Maybe not Go the off, fullest, baby. but you're on the path of it. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but <laughs> that that's what it is. It's like understanding who you are as a person. And that's the pinnacle of being a human. Oh shit. Yeah, to that I completely agree. That was well said. Thank you, sir. I mean Yeah, fuck. Yeah, damn, that's really good. Thank you. That was really good. Oh, man. I like philosophy. That's uh, moral ethics is where my heart's at. I'll talk about moral uh-huh. ethics all fucking day. Oh, I'm going to need a break. <laughs> <laughs> How long yeah, are we trying sure. to make this go for? Or <laughs> uh, you know, we haven't taken a break yet. Um, Let's take a quick break. Let the sponsors say what they have to say. What do you think? Sounds good. All right. We'll be back right after this. All right, and we're back. So, let's go back to the 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 original question then. So, what do you think about defining what happiness is? Because you kind of did. That's eudaimonia. Eudaimonia and happiness is two different things. Oh you shit! Can okay. You can experience sadness in eudaimonia, 
and that's all part of the dynamics of eudaimonia. It's just not, it's not the same. It's not absolute. It's not like that's the end. Um, again, you learn something new about yourself every day, and you know that's how eudaimonia really, really works. Um, so again, like to the main point is the the fact about happiness is that creating this certain borders around the the definition and the word itself happiness creates the idea that not everyone can reach that and then because of that some people will chase for it you can be in happiness at totally different levels and be on the uh, and not experience the same kind of happiness as someone else and i think that's the beauty of it okay so then two people two or more people can experience eudaimonia at the same time oh yeah 100 percent and okay, anyone can experience that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, of course. But happiness is like different. It's not like um uh another example would be like let's say you have twelve million dollars and now I have twelve million dollars, you can be totally happy. I could not be happy at all. And then we can have this conversation again, it's like, Well you have twelve million dollars, why aren't you happy? And I'm like, Well, you have twelve million twelve million dollars, twelve million dollars, why are you happy? You know, it's like you can you don't have to experience happiness as the same as someone else it can be totally different mm. okay uh i still kind of am iffy about the whole idea that eudaimonia and happiness are different things but i want to lead with this question to kind of start off like how we're gonna separate these two things in the world do you think there are more people who are at, at any given time are experiencing eudaimonia or happiness right now i don't think anyone's it's like i mean it's really rare to be in eudaimonia like it's it's not easy like no i think it not a lot of people ever reach eudaimonia okay because like i don't know man it's hard you know because the idea of eudaimonia is that every choice you make is the good choice there's no such thing as being in the bad when you're in eudaimonia because you already understand who you are at that time so we make mistakes every day and that's because we are not in eudaimonia so what it feels like to be in eudaimonia i have no clue no fucking clue so do you think wait, what was it your requires question you oh so my original question was do you think there are more people who are in are experiencing eudaimonia or happiness well, I had happiness at any then. given time, happiness. Happiness. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In eudaimonia, can you only experience it in a culture, in a given culture, or is it possible to experience eudaimonia in multiple cultures? Wait, what do you mean? Which requires you to change. So what I'm saying is, like, do you have to be specialized in a given culture or society in order for eudaimonia to come through, or ah? Is it universal? Like you can exist in all in the world and experience eudaimonia everywhere. I don't know. That's interesting because what eudaimonia, okay, this is from what I remember, is what eudaimonia is um, human, like the pinnacle, human fulfillment, human flourishing, human flourishing. It's like human, it's like the human flourishing. So in a way, it would be, it would be, um, universal but because we are separated the way we are it's not that universal 
but ideally it would be universal. It's like one example is like if an apple tree, if you grow an apple tree and it grows an apple, then the apple tree is flourished. It's flourishing. But if it doesn't grow an apple tree or doesn't not grow an apple, then it's not flourishing. And that is a bad tree. So it's just like humans. If we're not trying to reach eudaimonia, we're bad humans. We're not trying to reach flourish. We're not trying to flourish as humans. So the goal is to try to flourish. And um, we're all humans. Like just because, you know, you're American, I'm Canadian, you're Chinese, you know, or, or even races, if you're black, I'm white, I'm yellow, whatever it fucking is, I don't even know. Um, we're all human. And that's the one thing that matters. And um, yeah, it's just unfortunate that culture has to separate us the way it does. Not to say that culture is bad, like different cultures, but the way it separates us is pretty unfortunate. The way it the way it is. Not that it does, the way it is. Yeah, know. it's interesting. What do you yeah, think? Do you do like, you think there do you think differently in the way I answered it? Uh yeah, I think I think there has to be always um to reach a spe- to reach the pinnacle, there has to be a recognition of almost everything. Like what you can be, what you can't be. True. Uh what you know, what you are and so- something that you can't change about yourself. All of your all of what you are, I think, has to go into that thing that you add value to. Okay, so then the reason I asked about this culture thing was that I think, I, I personally think, the person, I forget his name, but, like, he started, like, this this, this group that, uh, ah, oh, what was it? <laughs> okay, okay, search up, search up on Google Wild Wild Country. <laughs> God damn. It's about this guy. He, he he started a following and he got a lot of people on board. And so he took over this 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 place in this place in Oregon. They were making a community. It was huge. Like a lot of people criticized him and uh and all of that. So I, I don't wanna comment on like whether or not any of this stuff was right or wrong. I think I think objectively some people might see some of the stuff that they did as uh, as wrong, I don't. I kind of forgot actually what happened, but so pretty <laughs> much it was this guy who started <laughs> who started this this community of people, and I think that he reached eudaimonia. But I think it was only possible through the uh, community and the following which he created. If you were to put him in like the middle of New York, I think he would like not survive. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not, but he himself. So I don't really know what's going on here. <laughs> I'm looking at these <laughs> photos. I have uh, no I don't fucking know. I, clue. I, what's I wish I could explain here, it. Like, there's a. I want to. Okay, here. Uh, fuck. No, they don't have any. They don't have any synopsis. Wild Wild Country is a Netflix doc. Okay, this is Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, Wild Wild Country is a Netflix documentary series about the controversial Indian guru. Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, or Osho, his one-time personal assistant Maanand Sheila and their community of followers in the Rajneeshpuram community located in Moscow Country, U.S. It was released on Netflix. The title of the series is drawn. Bruh, they don't give you anything. So, 
Oh, let's man. okay. I don't know what the fuck is happening, but let's like this just, is this this is it. Okay, like he was seen as all knowing, and the way you saw him and his, and the way he was. All right, this guy was like the epitome of calm, collected, and just he had a knowing aura about him. I think he was in eudaimonia, but I think that only existed because of the community that he created. So that's why I asked, like, ah. you have to be specialized. Like, I think that's that's what it comes down to when you're trying to achieve eudaimonia. You have to be somebody who can only exist or maybe somebody who can really thrive to the maximum capacity in the community or in the uh, culture that you have practiced and instilled yourself into. So I think generalists are rare probably when it comes to eudaimonia. Or maybe eudaimonia creates a fountain from people who are so specialized that anybody can find value in somebody like that because they can they can draw from their experiences of specialization and have knowledge that is useful to the general. You know what I mean? I think the misunderstanding is that eudaimonia has nothing to do with outside forces. That's where the culture thing is. And I think that's what it is. It has nothing to do with, you know, just because the wor- this part of the world works this way, I can react to certain things this way. It's the, it's the understanding of the inside, the internal, the character. And that's where eudaimonia comes from. If we go into moral ethics, eudaimonia does not exist in contractualism, does not exist in utilitarianism, it does not exist in the deontology. It solely exists in virtue ethics because virtue ethics focuses on you, the person, the character in this in this universe. Um, so this focus on you and how you can be in this world doesn't necessarily have to do anything with the environment that you're put in. It's just that you can do these certain things given the circumstances you can you are in. So if you are in eudaimonia and you are in Vancouver, right? You're in Vancouver, and then they drop you in, I don't know, Philippines, right? Are you as a person going to change immediately? Um... Probably not immediately, but you're going to have to. Exactly. So that's how eudaimonia okay. works. Is that dynamic of every day you're learning something new? Ah, then you start. You change as the person. But ah. that's not. That's not because. That's just be. That's not. That doesn't mean just because you're dropped in a different environment, you're oh. not in eudaimonia anymore. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just means there's more things to learn, and that's recognizing that is part of eudaimonia. Mm. And that there's so much things that you don't know. But you know who you are, so that's really what all that matters right now. Yeah, shit. I like that. I like that idea of dynamicness because I can I can tell that this Osho guy had no. He's very static. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't think, watch this show, man. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked. It's it's really crazy. I mean, it's not like I don't know if there's anything. Like I can't say if it's bad or good, but like it was crazy. <laughs> I'll just say it was crazy. Um, okay. So, so I'm saying that maybe this guy gave off this aura because of how static he was. Can you say that? Like, if you can see somebody who's so set in their ways that like they don't shove and they don't move for anything and they're just like the this, this stone of a person, 
but that stone is kind of like pleasant to look at like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's like this guy's art in a way you look at him and he's like art you know <laughs> like well, that kind of thing like i don't know like take take jesus jesus christ as an example couldn't we use that same the same way we descri- you described osho could you not describe jesus christ in the same way a static character who was basically an art form put to life and just staring at this guy is just living in a different lifetime basically um there's a certain level of staticness that comes with him because he's just he just breathes all-knowing you know he proclaimed that he is the son of god and that he is he's not going to budge on certain on things because he knows um yeah yeah that's that's it i think that's what you're describing this guy as oh show (laughs) (laughs) yeah bro i'm serious like i think i think that's how his followers kind of viewed him as but um okay wait okay so then the question is is that supportive of eudaimonia because it's static and eudaimonia is dynamic um or is it so trying to find a place for that because i think there is so much right yeah there's so much that comes with eudaimonia and you know just this idea of concentrating on you the character is just one part of it again it's part of virtue ethics so in order to talk about eudaimonia we have to talk about all the things that lead up to that and all the comparisons to all the other goods so like i i can give you an answer but it's not it's not going to make a lot of sense and i'm not going to make a lot of sense out of this answer i can give it to you if you want i don't know how much sense it's going to make though okay lay it on what was the question what was the question let's hear it give me a give me a take two uh so um osho right yeah yeah so and jesus christ I yeah. think they have a static kind of goodness about them where where you know they're all knowing so they don't really have to explain themselves in terms of being good or whatever. So that is against the idea of eudaimonia because eudaimonia is dynamic and you reach eudaimonia by uh uh what is the word? Like understanding yourself? Understanding, sure. Understanding that you are always improving and that there's dynamicness because if you're thriving in one place and you get plopped into another, you could still be in eudaimonia because you know that there's still stuff to do. Yeah. So the thing about virtue ethics and eudaimonia is that, Again, virtue ethics focuses on the you, right? So you'd have to you have to know your capabilities of doing things, and then do that certain thing. But then there also there is a certain level of intelligence and reasoning that comes with all of that. So let's say that Osho, you know, he has this community, and I again I don't know what the fuck is happening with this show. <laughs> so I could be I I don't know really know what I'm saying, but let's just say he did something. And he killed someone by accident. So if he does that certain thing again and he kills 
another person because he did the same action, then obviously he's not in eudaimonia because with eudaimonia is that you know and understand what is good based and what is virtuous based on reasoning. And with Jesus as an example, he knew what was good from the very beginning and he was willing his his death brought the greatest goodness now if you take osho as in uh, as a separate example what what goodness did he bring from his eudaimonia cuz if he didn't provide goodness then you know how much of eudaimonia was he actually yeah interesting so True. like there's so much to go into this i that's just like a like a smaller aspect of it that we can that i just brought up but again eudaimonia is a really big topic um we spent half the episode talking about happiness this half again two separate things right human flourishing versus happiness is like two things happiness shall remain undefined that's kind of cool though cuz in math, something that's undefined is like... What is something that's undefined? Something that's over zero. That's what is, undefined. What is one to the power of zero? I don't know. I don't know. It's one. Which doesn't make any sense to me. How can that be one? I've never understood that. Wait, one to the power of zero. Is one. Any Anything to the power of zero is one. Wait, zero. So then, zero to the power of zero is one. Then, no, because zero is nothing. That's the exception. no. It's zero to the yo. Look this up. Well, zero to the power of zero is one. That's what I meant. What? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It makes no zero. sense to me. Hold up. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 I might have a reason to explain this. So, <laughs> if you think about it, like. Uh, an exponent, it's like, it's like saying that, so something to the power of two. Oh, fuck. I don't know what's going on now. <laughs> oh, fuck. What, okay. This, this is what I remember. This is like, okay. I'm quoting a TikTok. If you go X to the power of zero, it's always going to be one. Therefore, if X equals zero... It's still one. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> we're, we're talking about math. Oh, my God. Okay, so we talked about a lot of things today. So how do we start out? We started out with the question of, is it good to define what happiness is? And judging by the end of the episode that you probably just heard, or not, I don't know if you guys watch it all the way through. I I have received proof that... Some people just watch the beginning and they just fuck off. <laughs> but you know, that's okay. I lo- I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Anyways, so so what we talked about was happiness oh uh, and defining defining happiness. So you don't define it because defining oh it God. will constrain you as a person or something. And we talked about eudaimonia a lot and what that meant. And I think before the first break, Vincent said something very, very uh, profound that hit home. Uh, try and find that. 
<laughs> so we talked about osho wild wild country sorry yeah sorry. How the yeah fuck I, I don't know <laughs> yeah okay that was the episode everybody all right well um i just want to say that i appreciate that got me that got me I'm so funny. <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> i appreciate that oh my god <laughs> i do i mean i appreciate it too it's just like if you wait who first of all who told you that who said that they only listened to the first few seconds and they fucked off a good friend a good friend okay well tell tell yes, him yes. or her to listen to the f- 60 seconds that's all we ask for 60 seconds then you can fuck off every after that 60 seconds know. 60 yeah seconds. that's all that's all we you know can. you that's know the uh the instagram uh things that we do like the uh the little snippets the clips yeah <laughs> you should put that in there 60 <laughs> seconds that's all we ask and then just like the, the, it just ends right there no we go like 60 <laughs> seconds that's all we ask for and then we go we cut back to yours like i just know people who just listen to the first few minutes first few <laughs> seconds and then fucks off but i appreciate that oh my god yeah, no i like dude, that dude imagine imagine yeah. no what friends, are we gonna have understand. in the background what is that. the stock what is the stock video that's what i want to know oh, what is it gonna be it. i don't know what is it gonna be it's gonna be something like, super uh, ironic yeah, like like our fucking uh, what well, we usually have like some mountains or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holy, <laughs> holy shit! Uh, we're gonna have some like chill background music, get people yeah. just feeling, and then we just have you just yelling, appreciate that. Holy uh, yes. fuck, dude, I'm dead. Yes. I, I am that. dead. I don't think I'm saying I'm definitely doing that. I'm hundred percent doing oh, fuck. that. Yeah, and they're on Instagram. The, the person who told me this, and they're gonna see <laughs> that, and they're gonna. I don't know how they're going to take it. I might lose a friend. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, oh, oh, oh I, one more thing. Yeah. Okay. That person, please be, be our guest on the podcast sometime. Yes. Like, we'd love to have you. Yes. Yes. You know who you are. for a guest. All right. So. Um, sexy, sexy person. So in the future, don't know when, but we did touch on eudaimonia for over around half the episode definitely think we got to do an episode on that um so again as francis said thank you guys for listening uh we we enjoyed this conversation something we've never done before just off the cuff no notes no notes barely remember the brainstorming session Mm -hmm. i just remember that it was 30 seconds long or 30 minutes long and we just went off from there so anyways i i'm glad you guys got to vibe with us on late night chill vibes i am one of your hosts vincent (laughs) And I'm the other one, Francis. And we'll see you guys all next week. Go check out our our brainstorming session and our social medias in the description of this episode. We'll see you guys all next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you all. We love you all.